I couldn't be more pleased to release this 22nd episode of On the Rocks. As today, I'm joined by my good friend, Billy Webb. I cold called Billy about 15 years ago as I was reaching out to business owners in the D.C. area, and we quickly became amigos. What I've always admired about Billy is his knowledge in seemingly every electric and mechanical issue and his continuous optimism about life. Billy has endured multiple cancer surgeries over many, many years and sits here today in my office smiling away with a Budweiser in his hand as he beat them all. It's my pleasure to share his story today. I hope you enjoy. Well, Billy, welcome to uh, the newest episode of On the Rocks. Good to have you joining us today. Thanks for having me, Joe. Um, it's always fun to have these events and get to talk to people about their lives. The, um, the idea behind this concept was to talk to folks I've met over the years that have just interesting backgrounds and have a good perspective on life. Things I admire, you know, I know how challenging life can seem, you know, maybe that's the right word. Sure. To many people. Um, and I like to try to espouse through friendships and folks I know how other people have dealt with catastrophic events in life um, and where they are today and why, you know, I like to hang out with them and have them around and get inspiration from them. So you're certainly a character in that in that story, um, and it's been a pleasure most of the time being around you. Characters, <laughs> right. <laughs> but for those folks that have not had the Billy Webb experience, um, kind of like the Jimi Hendrix experience or something like yeah. that, yeah. give us your background real quick, where you're from, how you grew up, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, Billy Webb, grew up on Long Island, New York, a small town, Selden, um, have uh, two sisters, five years older, two years older, uh, my mom and dad, my dad was a corrections officer, Nice. my mom uh, worked for the county uh, as a welfare examiner, so I didn't grow up uh, rich, I didn't grow up poor, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, went into the Navy when I was 18. Um, let's see. So you went, went in the Navy. Let me stop you there because, you know, I want to, I got to ask my questions in order here. Okay. So. Sure. Um, Navy because your dad kicked you out of the house? Yep. Dad kicked me out of the house. Nice. Said, uh, didn't want to send you to school because you're going to go for the B- three B's, booze, ball, and broads. So, <laughs> uh, but you think that was kind of a blessing. And... I was very disappointed. I'll be honest with you because the Feb, I went out and he sent me to several schools to try out for <clears throat> uh, soccer scholarships because I was big into soccer. Okay. And I had several scholarships available to me, but uh, once I got back about a month later after everybody came back with their offer, he said, nah, I'm going to kick you out. Dang. So he said, when all your friends leave for college, it's time for you to go. So I had no way to go, so I went into the Navy. What was, but y'all were tight, you and your pop. Yeah. 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 So. Not for the first, after that, not so much for about a year, year and a half. Yeah. But when I realized that it was the right thing, uh, yeah, then we became even more close. Yeah. What um, naval world was, what kind of education? Um, I had a high school education. Um, then I went to the Navy, I did, I was going in uh, to be an uh, electrician on the nuclear engineering side. Okay. So I went to BEE, Basic Electronics and Electricity School, and I went to my A school, which was how to learn how to be an electrician. 
you had to graduate within the top 5% of your class to move on to nuke school, ah. which I did, which wasn't a problem. I got to nuke school and I was competing with a lot of people who had college degrees. Most of them were, I would say 75% of them were a lot older than me. Yeah. So I didn't have enough math background. The science wasn't a problem for some reason, but the math was. I uh, made it three quarters of the way through nuke school. Um, you're only allowed to fail one test. And then you go in front of an ORB, oral review board. And let's just say during my tenure at nuke school, I was not the model student. Mm. I partied a lot and gotten, no, I wouldn't say trouble, but I was a handful. So after I failed that test, they said, nah, we're just going to let you go to a ship. Ah. So I went to a ship, and then while I was there, my father gave me some advice. He said, any school that they offer, you be the first to raise your hand. So that's what I did. I took advantage of the education that the Navy gave, offered to me. So what, what, what I mean, what all, how long are you in the Navy? I was six years active, six years reserve. And where were you stationed in the world? Um, I first started out in Great Lakes, Illinois. Yeah. And then I went to Orlando, Florida for nuke school. And then I went to Norfolk, Virginia when I was stationed on board my ship. And that's where I stayed. I was on a fast frigate, FF-1092, Thomas C. Hart. Nice. Do yeah. you keep in touch with the, any of that posse from that? Yeah, area? they actually have a website on uh, the internet for... Thomas C. Hart crew members. So oh, I wow. get on there and I chit chat with people and submit my pictures every once in a while when I uh, find them. So it's a nice way to, to keep in touch with the guys. And then how did you, uh, we met in at Four Streams probably after some, uh, I mean, in DC. No, we, we met I, in uh, 07. Yeah. You, when, uh, when, and when I was out cold calling the world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But we also, I feel like we also, well, you must have gotten, we went to Four Streams not long after that, then. You eventually yep. went to Four Streams, mm -hmm. yeah. Like 2008, I joined Four Streams. How did you get from uh, Norfolk to D.C.? I mean, I know it's not far away, but... No, so, yeah, I, um, I love the Virginia area. So, after I got out of the service, I had a couple jobs down there, and things weren't working out. So, I went back home to get grounded, shall mm -hmm. we say. How old was this? How old were you then? Um, at that point... Mm, 91, 92, so I was like 26 at the time. Went back home, got grounded, uh, found a good job, met my ex-wife, shall we say. And then I got laid off and I needed to find a job. So I just was looking up and down the East Coast to find a job and I found a job in Virginia. Right. So I came down here. Virginia and started working uh, my job at that time was an emergency generator technician I got you and then I came down and they just had me swinging trannies in and out of garbage trucks in the summer which was horrible because all the grubs are falling on you and it's really smelly so I was very unhappy I can imagine so one of the guys told me about another company Mona Electric uh, said they needed a generator technician so I he gave me the information. I called the guy and I worked for them. They hired me. I worked for them for about five years and then I started my own business. And I was in business for 17 and a half years. And that would have been? 
I started in 2001. Yeah. And then I sold in October of 17. So it was 16 and a half years. Yeah. Mm. And 2001 was, that period was a challenging part of your life, if I understand timeline correctly. Yeah. Um, so my daughter was born premature, 36 weeks premature. So that was a very difficult period. So right after she was born, I was diagnosed with cancer. So I had nine surgeries over six years, six and a half years, um, three doses of radiation. And uh, I think that's when, during that whole tumultuous part of my life, is where I started looking at life totally different. Elaborate on that. I mean, prior you were, what does that mean, you looking at it different? Uh, you, you, you see things for what they really are people for what they really are you don't take advantage or take for granted anything that is in front of you like you could look at a sunrise and I could look at a sunrise and I see something totally different than you do or you're sitting outside you're in the morning and you're having your coffee and you don't hear anything but me I hear everything (laughs) so my life is on a different slant than I think everybody else's what because you had these challenging experiences at that time, you learned to look at things differently? I mean, this wasn't just you woke up and it was, I mean, it had to be an acquired or a process, I would say. It, it was. It was a learn and it was a force. So you're forced into looking at life differently because when I was going through my cancer, there were many times where it was touch and go um, and touch and go for my wife at the time and my kid. So it was really a trying experience. And I think when you're under that much stress and duress, you really break things down. Not just the world itself, but yourself in general. You really learn to examine, serious introspect. like What's really important? What do you really want? What do you really need? What do you really desire? Did you do that on your own, or was that part of the cancer treatment's advice? Or was there, you know, philosopher or somebody? That no, came I, I did it on my own. I, what I did is I bought a a, a, a calendar, uh, a book calendar, yeah. and every day I wrote in it what I was thinking and what I was feeling. And then when I was feeling better, I would go back and read it. And I tried to learn from myself. No, that's a good idea. But who told you that? I mean, is that something? Me. Was, yeah. I just was like. Well, do you still have the calendar? I do. Is it, I, I mean, is it here? Can no, we... I can bring it next time. I like that. So I had a buddy of mine, and he was having a rough time, and unfortunately, he passed away from cancer. But I let him read that book several times, and he really enjoyed it, and it helped him out a lot. And I still read it to this day. When did do you ever? Did you stop doing that at some point? Or have you ever reignited it? I haven't reignited it because um, I felt I did it as an outlet to really try to find myself. I was, I promised myself I would be so brutally honest with myself that I would, I would be embarrassed. And so I did. Because it's very difficult to be so honest with yourself. It, it, there's, there's a time... Well, maybe when, it isn't. I mean, maybe I, it shouldn't be. 
It know. shouldn't be, but people have way too much pride sometimes, and they think way too much of themselves to say, holy cow, man, I really can't even bring myself to think like that or talk like that or be like that. And so when you do, it's surprising, and it really does bring things into perspective. Mm. That's fair. I mean, I, I, to, I think I've told you that when I was going through some challenges a few years back, I had a contentment quiz. Matter of fact, I'm going to give it to you. My good friend Kent gave it to me. Oh, nice. And you need to take it tonight. So, um, well, okay. It's going to be off the charge for you, which is going to be frustrating <laughs> for the rest of us. Us, us listeners, we're going to see you at 90. Well, the top score is 80. So if you're okay. over that, then I know you're making it up. But... <laughs> Uh, but it has eight different categories, one to ten. This is taking ten, ten seconds to, you know, health, family, romance, uh, you know, money, home, or safety, or home. Anyways, I, I, of course, I I got this in 2019 when I started, and I was like, well, I better, you know, because you don't remember how you feel. Sure. Like, you don't know how you felt, maybe yesterday, but not like two months ago, much or less 10 or 12 or 15 years ago. And unless you have reference points, i.e. your journal, your book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would plot these, and I don't know, every week or two or whenever I was sitting at my computer here having a... It's like, I should take that quiz today. Uh, and it was 24. You can imagine that. That's just eight threes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty low. Yeah. And so I was like, it was 24, then it went to 27 and 29. And so, I, of course, I graphed this, you know, and did some dot plots and, you know, a variety of things we'd use in finance. And then it got into the 70s. But um, I think it was helpful for me and sounds like for you as well to have some sort of reference. And I'm sure I have plenty of notes, too, of things that I could have done better or worse or good or bad um, that, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know if everybody does that. A lot of people I talk to... That have gone through things, they don't. Um, they found ways to change. That'd be the right word. Change, adapt, mm-hmm. etc. So um, maybe you should bring that journal out again. I'll bring it in September for you to read. <laughs> and then, so yeah, yeah. Your daughter obviously was in that period too. She was born, and was there any issues? There were a lot of health issues for her. She remained in the NICU, neonatal intensive care unit, for 36 weeks. Mm. So um, we would go there uh, every day, sometimes twice a day, three times a day to go visit her, you know, get skin-to-skin touch with her, which was very important for the development of the the kid and yeah. try to feed her and bathe her and you just sit there and hold her so you were trying to get that bond with her that was missing from that 36 weeks of being out of the womb right and then trying to deal with that I mean you'd walk out of that NICU unit every day crying like a baby because it was just so hard and there was nothing you could do which makes it even worse so, um, and then, you know, getting home and then the realization of, okay, the kid's there and now I'm here. Now I got to start my battle all over again or my thought process. What, what was, were you able to work during that period? No. Um, I would work in between surgeries. So, um, there was one year where I only worked three months. 
and I had uh, I had lost 141 pounds and that's what I got down to is 141 pounds I lost 90% of my muscle mass on my left side so what I did was instead of going to therapy physical therapy I went to work and I used that as my physical therapy and I did everything left-handed gotcha so that's how I got myself back into shape shall we say and when did you cross the hurdle to where you could recover and health I mean it sounds like how many years was this going on uh, went on for six years yeah uh, six and a half years. So was there starting stops like the progress? Then we're you know you, yeah you know. yeah you'd you know you'd do your blood tests and they say okay you got cancer okay let's get your surgery and okay let's wait a few weeks before we give you radiation we'll get blood work again and boom you have cancer again we got to get you in for surgery wait a couple more months and radiation okay you're good then. Boom! You have cancer again. Okay. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a tough slog. Um, we were living in Virginia, and we were going back and forth to John Hopkins, which, God bless them, they are everything. They say they are. They saved my life. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, I've been cancer free since uh, I've been forty one. So. I'm, 56, 15 years cancer free. Mm. Now. Cheers to that. Buddy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, and then you, um, and then at some point you transitioned, I know you run your business for a while and then you, I think you merged with another firm in your field. Yep. So after everything was good for a while, I was, uh, I was just done with the fight. So, you know, with employees and taxes and this and that. So I just sold my company to the company I work for now. Got it. And I've been with them since 2017. Hmm. And you, you've always a tinkerer, from my experience. You always got a little project going here or there. Yeah. You know, there's always some sort of. Uh, how does that end up, I don't know. How does that uh, creativity and um, I don't know, where does that come from? Is that something ingrained in the family? No, I just uh, I find great joy in putzing around and doing things and thinking of things and putting it into motion. Um, it's like giving birth, right? You, you should know good making your own business look at you I mean it's it's amazing right so it's being very creative is what I enjoy um, was that creativity kind of uh, and, and ability sort of honed in the naval education experience was that did you learn a lot there where you could get that science and uh, I always view people in science and that mindset to be creative and interesting thinkers and always you know hard to sit hard to hard to sit down they're always got something cooking in their brains so. yeah I do always have something cooking in my brain but the the Navy taught me definitely self-independence being a go-getter not being afraid the confidence that comes along with being yourself and looking at things and say it's not impossible I can tackle it mm, fair enough so I enjoyed that sort of mentorship or upbringing while I was in the service. Because, you know, you're at 18, you're still a kid. So you're still moldable. Yeah. So it was, it was a great enjoyment. And then you were, let's see, in about, we, we kind of, because I, I left D.C. at some point and came out of Charleston, we kind of got 
I mean, just naturally just kind of went in different directions just by, and then I had kids and <clears throat> family my own to deal with, and so I was different wheelhouse a little bit than you were. We reconnected probably a year or two ago in the D.C. area, um, and you have accomplished a lot since I saw you last November. Yes, <laughs> Yes, I got engaged and then I got married. Yes, uh, you did get married. I got married two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you did the nuptials. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, that was quite a wedding we had here it this was. weekend. <laughs> I did not expect to get married when I woke up that morning. <laughs> um, that is amazing. Well, Jamie, your new wife is lovely, and, and you know what? What can I say? You got to knock that. You know, you got to knock that out as soon as possible. Don't let her get away. No, She's... sir. That's exactly right. <laughs> But you were, I know you went through um, a divorce and obviously your, your child got older and you went through some, you know, independent time and mm-hmm. regrouped in West Virginia. And uh, yeah. I don't know, it sounds like you took a few years to sort of, you know, get reacquainted with yourself, for lack of a better term. Well, yeah, you know, you got to like yourself and you got to be comfortable in your own skin before you have to be able to offer yourself something before you can offer something else to somebody else. Hmm. And that was something that I learned the hard way. I felt that I needed to have somebody to be complete. And really all I needed was me to be complete. And going back to to the diary, right, being brutally honest and really down to earth with yourself, that's what happened. I, I went back into that phase because it worked for me prior. So why not try it out again? And and I did, and it seemed to have uh, it. It seems to have worked out for the better. So you, this is going to be what twenty twenty. Well, that'd been COVID too. So you probably had some alone time in COVID. Plus, yeah. you worked from home for a while. I yeah, I, I, I bought my house in Charlestown, West Virginia, March twenty fourth of twenty twenty, and I have been working from home since then. What's that like? It's awesome. <laughs> I know. You know, I get up, I walk to the office with my cup of coffee, and then I just start working. Uh, I don't have to worry about traffic or what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to do or what the weather, traffic, blah, blah, blah. I just just go ahead and do my thing. So I'm, I'm lucky in that aspect where I get to work from home. Like you. I mean, it yeah. has its advantages. I, 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 you know, we had an office in the city there forever, and then in COVID, we just, you know, it was pointless. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I've made this uh, this room, our now recording studio slash office slash a variety of other things, and made it our little temporary office until we regroup. But um, I feel, I was on that, I had that conversation this morning on a call about how the, the woman that was working on a deal with us, um, she was working in her home in Paris, and... I was like, that looks like your home. She's like, that's right. You that's know? Nice. I was like, well, look at mine. <laughs> but I found, I think, over the last two or three years, I mean, we certainly love to see clients and get out. And, you know, you've been a client forever. Um, but I found that I think, I think I think I get more done, you know, using technology and remoteness, at least, you know, business-wise. So. Yeah, you get more done. But I, I'm more of a... I like people, I like to chit-chat, I like to get involved, so I miss the companionship of work. Yeah. I miss the synergy of work. I like, I miss getting drug into some crazy small project or some crazy big project because I'm walking by somebody's desk and I say hi and they go, whoa, 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 come here, yeah. come here, come here. 
I miss all that. I, I really do. So working from home is great, but not so great at the same time. No, I think you know, we're all headed back. You know, we all get together now and start to reconvene, and we're all kind of heading back into daily human contact. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be part of the routine. But so in twenty twenty, you at home, new house on your own, West Virginia, kind of an isolated part of the world to start out with. So. Uh, yeah, especially coming from New York. <laughs> It's a, it's a 180. So what were you, what would you do with your, I mean, we only can work 9, 10, 12 hours a day. What do you do the rest of your day? Well, the unfortunate part is I bought a very large house. I bought it as an investment. Yeah. So cleaning, uh, big piece of property, lawn, you know, outside maintenance, fixing this, fixing that. Yeah. You know, and then cooking dinner and cleaning, you know, so that was my day. I mean, it was... Uh, of course, you know, golfing was a, a big aspect, which was nice because I live on a golf course, so that kept me busy yeah. when I wasn't doing stuff, which I greatly enjoy. And then um, we fast forward to November of last year. You come stay at my compound for, I don't know, a good a good time. Yeah, uh, I was supposed to come down for a week, and it wound up to be three, so that wasn't <laughs> too bad. <laughs> it's great having people here. I like it. Um, uh but you, you were um, sort of, we were sort of going through the holidays together. That's what I remember being when I. So I have to schedule my kids because usually I have a, you know, Thanksgiving. I we swap every year, mm-hmm. so I'll plan ahead. If I have no kids that year, I'm like I got to find some family to hang out with that year. So um, yeah. you came in and served in that purpose, and then um, and then that was our, a fun time. That was a fun time. We made a bunch of turkeys and. So I might as well just jump on it while I can. Well, let's not tell Jamie that. She'd be the judge whether you're getting better looking. Okay, right. You're right. right. Uh, no, it was great. And then I know you guys got engaged. And, of course, um, now you've jumped into this new life, uh, maybe with a little bit of a motivation for me this weekend. I, Absolutely. I, <laughs> I was So we did conduct a my second um, marriage uh, this weekend at uh, my brother Graham's house, Billy and Jamie, uh, with our my kids and my and, and my parents. Folks. <laughs> we were all right. having to be in town at the same time. That's right. But uh, and you guys did very well in that. But tell me about Jamie and uh, you uh, know. Yeah, Jamie's uh, fifty-two. She lived in Huntington, West Virginia. We went met on a, a dating website, like most everybody does nowadays. Yep. And um, we texted for a couple days, seemed to hit it off. We talked on the phone, hit it off, and then we were just FaceTiming. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to go visit her. So I took a few days off from work. I like that move. Those single guys out there, go visit them. You know, let go go do some efforts for the lady. If That's you like. right. Don't well, make them come to you. Or you're whatever. a man. Don't be a sissy. Do, do man <laughs> stuff. You just... So I just packed my bags and I left. and yeah, That's perfect. It was great. I had, you know, we met up, uh, went out to lunch. It was still clicking. So uh, I said, all right, show me around town. So we bebopped around town for a little while, went and had cocktails, some dinner. It worked out great. So I got a room. Um, I stayed the night. Um, the next day we met up again. Hung out for a little while, and then I was like, all right, well, I got to get going tomorrow. Do you want to come home with me? (laughs) (laughs) She was like, okay. 
So she awesome. packed a bag for five days and wound up spending ten. There you go. And then she went home for like three or four days, packed a U-Haul, and and uh, moved right in. Mm. It was awesome. Well, what I've always admired about you is you always have this ability to sort of uh, move forward and progress and, you know, tackle problems, whether it was our door handles here this weekend. Apparently, <laughs> apparently I learned you need to change some air filters here and there. Yep, yep. <laughs> But uh, that spirit's got to be. You think was that was that um, that something that you just acquired? Was that something your your father and mother were they always? Uh... No, my dad. You know, he worked a hard job. I mean, he was a jail guard, so yeah, he tough. spent twenty five years in the dregs of society, and then Jeez. he comes home to, you know, me. Hey, dad, it's going. You know, he's had a tough day, so he just wanted to sit around and relax and. My mom worked, and then she'd come home and do the house, so it was typical, you know, old school, right? Um, I think I got it all from watching my family, and of course my, you know, my friends' families and everything, and you, you, you always want to take a step back and look at things from the outside. Yeah. I think that's very important. Whether you're at a wedding or you're watching your kids play, I think it's you want to be involved, but you also want to take that moment to take a step back and look at everything and enjoy and examine so you can reuse that when you need to. I think it's important to have a Rolodex in your head that you can go back to and reference. Um, so, no, my... My the way I am, I think the the positiveness and the going forwardness I think really came from uh, the go forwardness was from the Navy and the positiveness was just from life in general. Yeah, I mean, it takes more energy to frown and think negatively than it does to smile and be positive. It's very true. So why would I want to expend more energy and if you're positive, it 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 changes other people's lives. That's like true. let's say you're in the grocery store and you know you hold the door open to somebody and say something nice. You don't know what that poor person's going through. So hey, how you doing? Let me get that door for you. You just could have changed their whole outlook by just five seconds of being cordial. Yeah. Being human. Everybody talks about race. I don't like that. We're the human race. I don't care what color you are. Right. We're the human race. And that's the way I look at things. Well, you're now ready to embark on the next chapter, which uh, I'm excited to see yes. evolve. And um, this concept of using less energy to have a better positive lifestyle, I think something that we can all adopt. That sounds a lot easier. Like, well, stop working so hard. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. looking forward over the next 30 years to see you working a lot less harder. Than well, I'm going to learn from you, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and I'm excited to see where how far you've come in just these years, this last six months. Um, and it's been a it's been a blast just being part of the life. But uh, you know, this is just chapter. What are you on? Maybe the first third of your life here. You got another hundred years on the planet. So yeah, you know, I was talking to your your dad and your brother yesterday, and I said, you know. They always talk about cats having nine lives. I think more that people have nine lives because you can talk about like your high school days and say, oh, that was, a, that was a lifetime ago. Or when you were in college, oh, that was a lifetime ago. But 
hopefully as you progress and you learn from those lifetimes, you can take that and apply it to this lifetime. I like that. Which life do you think you're on? I mean, are you on life number three? Oh, 950. (laughs) I've had quite a life. I I have been extremely lucky. Uh, When I was in the service, I went around the world twice. I met and did and saw such amazing things that you couldn't even imagine. So I think that broadened my horizons. I think that shaped me. Uh, uh, definitely because when you're that young still, you're malleable. Yeah. So you're still clay. So I think uh, it helped form me into a better person. Um, you definitely learn teamwork. You definitely learn to work with people you dislike or don't understand. Uh, and you do it because you're told. So um, I think that's important because you have to figure it out for yourself. Well, to everybody that listens to these podcasts and we've gotten a nice following now, these, these are you know these are words of wisdom that folk, from folks that have been through some challenges. So I, I'm always impressed with the way your perspective is, your genuine nature to my folks, everybody you see on the street. Sometimes you're a little too nice, and like, and they, you know, you talk, we, we talk to us all way too much. We're all a little wigged out at the end of the day. Like, dude, <laughs> everybody just gotta go to bed, man. Tell that guy to simmer. <laughs> uh, I like to chit chat. No, uh-huh. you're great, um, and I'm excited to see where you're going. I mean, it's um, it's uh, it's funny doing this. Is uh, it's gonna be our 23rd edition of this. Uh, everybody I talk to is kind of on to something else. They're moving on to a new project, a new event, a new life experience, whatever. So you're in that juncture now, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to whatever version of your nine lives this is. So I am too, and I'm looking forward to you going along with me on the journey. <laughs> well, I hope I make it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys.